had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was good. It was a different Thanksgiving this year than last year because a lot of us last year were home alone. I know Greg and I were home alone. Um, and this year we got to travel and we got to see some family. And so that was really good. And um, we got to see three of our four children, not all together, but during this trip we made, we got to see them. And as I said, you know, children are just such a blessing from God. It's one of the blessings that He gives us. And uh, for that reason, one of our daughters, our, our youngest daughter, is named Lilia Grace because she is a gift from God to us. And then if you have those children, then sometimes you get extra blessings, and they're called grandchildren. And, uh, and that's really special. And so we got to see four of the five grandchildren, not all together. Uh, but it was really good. But there's one gift that we get from God that I, I think is just the greatest gift of all, and that is the gift of grace. And that's what we're going to talk about today when we um, go into Ephesians 2. So let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Dear God, we thank you for this abundance of gifts that you give us. We just, we just can never thank you enough for all that you've done for us and all that you want to do for us. And calling us to you all the time. Even when we're trying to step away, you call us back to us. You shower us with love and forgiveness and mercy and grace. And now we just ask you, Lord, to give us the gift of listening to your word with our whole person, Lord, that we listen to what you want us to hear with our mind and our body and our soul, our emotions, all of us, Lord, that we give all of us to you, Lord, because you give all of yourself to us each and every day, and you try you chase us down to give us more and more of you, that you want to be that close to us. And so now I just ask you, Lord, that you just use me to deliver this message that you have prepared, Lord, that it may be very different from what I have written down here, but that it is you, Lord, in the form of the Holy Spirit that will be speaking now to this congregation about your amazing grace. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 So just to give you a summary, we're in Ephesians, and this was written by Paul, and many people think that Ephesians is Paul's greatest theological work. Um, and so, you know, that word theology, I used to really have a hard time with it, even up to like two weeks ago. <laughs> because to me, when you were talking about theology, I would think it was just intellectual. It was just all in, in your head. Theology, the study of God, the study of learning about the nature and the character of God. But I've, I've been really thinking about it more. And to know God, we can't just know him with our mind. We have to know him with all of us, right? Just like he calls us to love him with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength. That's how we want to get to know God. And so we're going to dive in. And here in Ephesians, Paul really lays it out for us. He really tells us the nature of God, what we are with God, what we are without God, and what God 
wants to do to, for us. So I'm going to actually start in verse 1 here in chapter 2. Um, Taya read for us earlier. And the first three verses of this chapter really are telling us why we need grace. It's telling us where we are without God. Okay? So, chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in your trespasses and sin. We were dead. We were separated from God. In which you previously lived according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, so Satan, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshy desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. So here we are. We're away from God. We're living in darkness. We have shame. We have guilt because of this. And we have that separation from God. So this is like the before picture. And we're all there. At some point, we're all there. And uh, there's hope in that because we're, we've been there, but we've been taken out of it. So that's the before picture. And then in verse 4, Paul starts telling us about the after picture. And the first two words in verse 4 say it all. But God right? But God, only God, it only took God to make this change. He's the only one that can make it. It's all about him. But God, who is rich in mercy. So mercy, what is mercy? Mercy is when someone has the opportunity or the authority to punish you for something that you've done that is deserving of punishment, but decides not to punish you. That's mercy. But God, who is rich in mercy, so he is full of mercy, because of his great love that he had for us. God is love. He loved us first. He's loved us since before we were even born. He operates in love. He made, let's see, for his great love he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. So he's going to move us from dead to alive. You know, I've said this before. I read this quote, and I think it's so true. Sometimes people think that when you're a follower of Jesus, it's about, you know, doing all the right things. But, and, and you want to do good things, don't get me wrong. But God isn't in the business of making bad people good. God is in the business of making dead alive. Amen? Right? Changing from old to new. It's a new creation. It's a transformation. It's not about rules. It's about love, mercy, and grace. And grace, what is that? Grace is a gift from God. It's a gift that we could never earn on our own. We don't deserve it. He just gives it to us. It's given generously and freely. It's unmerited and undeserved. Amen. Grace, right? And that is, and there he is. <clears throat> so verse 5, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. He did this for us when we were still in sin, before we even knew him, before we acknowledged him. When I look back over my life and now can see the work of God in my life, especially the work of God in my life when 
I, I didn't want to have anything to do with him. In fact, I, would, I was against him. I was like an enemy against him. Still, because of his love, mercy, and grace, he, he has saved my life a couple of times that I know of. How many other times did he, did, it, did he do it and I didn't even realize it? So while we were still dead in those trespasses, you are saved by grace. You and you and you and me and you and you and you, we are saved by grace. Amen. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. He's bonded us together with Christ. We're not alone. Christ tells us he wants us to abide in him, to be with him. That's what's happening here. So that in the coming ages, he might display the immeasurable richnesses of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So all these good things he's going to give us, because that's what grace is. So mercy is saying, hey, I'm not going to give you the punishment. You're not going to have to get punished. And in this case, what happened, God said, you're not going to need to get punished. I'm going to have my son who has come down from heaven. A piece of heaven has come down. And he is going to bear the punishment for you. You are not going to have to go through that. But because of grace, not only am I taking away the punishment, but I'm going to give you life and give it to you in the fullest and in abundance, better than you could ever imagine. And I'm going to have my son walk with you every day. You are saved by grace. It's a gift. It's done. It's been done for you. It's been completed. And you know what? It's ongoing. It keeps going. Jesus did it for us, and it keeps going. We don't have to do it. We can't do it. You have been saved, and you remain saved. We do nothing. Jesus did and does it all for us. It is because of grace. You could never earn it or deserve it. So let me go back into verse 8 again now. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. So faith comes after grace. First, God gives us grace. He gives us that salvation, that gift that we don't deserve. And because of that, we have faith. Sometimes it's explained that you have faith first, but I believe in the studies that I've been doing and what God has done in my life that first he gives and then we respond. We trust. We have received God's favor at the cross. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. He did it for us. We don't have to do it. It is finished. Jesus paid the death penalty for us. We have faith because of that. Romans 4, 5. But to the one who does not work, but believes on him who declares the ungodly to be righteous, his faith is credited for righteousness. 
but to the one who does not work. So this is very interesting to me. A few years ago, I was talking to a woman that I know, and she was in the process with her husband of starting a church. And I was asking them how it was going. And not only were they starting a church, they were starting a lot of other ministries too. And she said, you know, the Lord has laid this message on my heart, and I'm really trying to follow it. And the message is more grace less work because God wants to do it for us. He has the ability to do it for us. It's not about us striving. It's about him. It's about us relying on him to do it. More grace and less work. I try to remind myself of that all the time. It's not about me. It's about Christ in me and Christ in me doing the good works that God wants to have done. Faith is not about me. We want more grace and less works. Works, when we're working in a mentality of works, it's, we're making it about us. Like, oh, I, I will do this, and I need to do this, and for this to happen, I need to. No, it's not about us. It's not about us at all. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. We can't do it. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. So we can't take any credit. Whatever happens, all the good things we know come from God. They are not from us. And, you know, I, I spent a long part of my life not understanding that. You know, if somebody was like winning a big award, or I remember a lot of times a sports figure like um, accepting an award or, you know, being interviewed, having a great game, and they would say, I'd just like to give all glory to God or all thanks to God. And there was a long time in my life when I really didn't understand that. And I would think that that person did that. But now I know that all those good things are coming from God, from Jesus who's abiding in us. Gift, what is it? It's something we receive at no cost to us. But there's a cost. There's a price. It's just that we haven't had to pay it. It was paid by someone else. And when we get the present, there's no cost due up front, and there's no cost due later either. So when we get that gift of grace, that gift of salvation, it's ours. God gives us so many gifts. He gives us the gift of union with Christ. He gives us the gift of eternal life. He takes us from death to life, from old to new. Romans 8, 1, I'd like to read this to you. Therefore, there is now, there is now, because of Jesus, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He gives us freedom. He allows us to throw off the, the chains that are shackling us, the chains of guilt and shame that we all would have if we needed to carry around that past. And he's made us new, and he's let us step away from that and be a new creation. That is freedom. That is something to celebrate. That is what God wants for each and every person. And then in verse 10, and this is so beautiful, for we are his workmanship. And that uh, word there, workmanship, we could take the word 
masterpiece and put it in instead of workmanship. That's what God thinks about us when he looks at us. We are his masterpiece. Or if you go back in the Greek, another word that could be substituted is poem. You are God's poem, a beautiful creation that he made. You are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So recreated, the newness, the transformation comes because now we're with Christ for good works, which God prepared ahead of us, prepared ahead of time for us to do. Those good works are specific to you. They're all about what God wants you to do and what God has given to you to do and how he's going to equip us. So in, as followers of Christ, there's no comparison. God has a special plan for you of the way he wants you to serve and the good works that he wants you to do. Pastor Rudy is a very anointed speaker. God has given that to him. He has given other things to each one of us. You know, the world wants us to compare ourselves to one another because the world's way is to make us feel bad about ourselves. You know, we're never young enough, thin enough, rich enough, you know, whatever enough. And we never are any of those things. But Paul tells us right here in this, you are God's masterpiece. I mean, take that in. Who else but God, right? You are his masterpiece, his beautiful creation. And he has good works planned just for you to do and work with him. When you're down on a day, remember that, that you are his masterpiece. And I really, and I know for men, you have, you know, things too. But I know for women, it is take that in. Make that the loudest voice in your mind that you are his masterpiece. He calls you daughter. He loves you. You are fine just as you are. The creator of the world looks at you and sees beauty and love. Just take that in and remember it. This, to me, is the story of the gospel. And if I can find my right page in this, I'm going to tell it to you. John 3.16. For God so loved the world, so first it's love. God is love. He loved us first. That he gave his one and only son. It's that gift. There's nothing we can do. He gives it to us. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. He's taken away the punishment of death. He's showing us mercy. But have eternal life. It's grace. Not only has he taken away the punishment, but he's giving us this beautiful life that's full of abundance and love and joy. But then in verse 17, because sometimes we don't go there. For God did not send his world, his son into this world to condemn the world. Mercy. But to save the world through him, through grace. 
You know, so many times I'm talking with people and they think that when you're a follower of Christ, it's always pointing out things that you're doing wrong or the way, because of the word sin. And people will say like, I don't want to feel bad about myself. Like being a follower of Christ is about someone pointing out things to make you feel bad. No, it's the exact opposite. It's to make you feel good about yourself. You are so loved that no matter what you have done in your life, you will be forgiven by the creator of the whole world who is waiting to shower you with love and mercy and gifts that we can't even imagine. I think of God as taking us, we're the lemons, and making lemonade out of us, right? That he can take us and he can do these beautiful works with us. I mean, who can do that but God, oh, it's amazing. I was so excited when I knew, found out in the rotation that I was going to have Ephesians 2 to talk about tonight because what is in here, I don't know what could ever top it. It's the story of the gospel. It's the story of the greatest love that the world has ever or will ever see. Gosh, it is so great. And I just want to tell you that grace, it is the greatest gift. And God gives many gifts. And I told you in the beginning that I believe that children are a gift. But God made it clear to me about a gift of a child. Because um, I wanted to have another child. And um, I wasn't able to. And so I was going to a lot of different doctors and having a lot of different tests. And, um, and the doctors decided that without medical intervention, I wasn't going to be able to have another child. And so I thought about this and, you know, I, I did the research and there were risks with this intervention. And so I, you know, I looked at my life and I thought, and I have a beautiful, healthy son and I have two awesome stepchildren, and I really had a, had a beautiful life. And so I decided, no, I'm not going to go through with these interventions and take these risks on my health. Um, and so I, you know, was going along in my life like that. But God, right? But God. And one day I was in my bedroom by myself, and I heard a voice, and it wasn't outside. It was inside me, but it was a voice, and it was not my thoughts, and it was not of me. And the voice said, if you quit your job, you'll get pregnant. And I stopped, and I thought to myself, what am I going to do with that? As I didn't know, was I brave enough to just listen to that voice? and go ahead and do that. But God, but God, right? He didn't just stop there. He made the way for me. He started moving things around and changing things and making it very clear to me that it was time to leave that job, not just because of wanting to have another child, but it was time to leave that job. And he worked things all out. 
And I left that job. And 12 months later, Lilia Grace was born. He's an awesome God. He loves you. He is full of mercy and grace. He wants to give you more than you can ever imagine for yourself. I just want to leave you with this tonight. Hebrews 4.16 Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness. Go to Him. He is calling to you. He is desperate for you. He is chasing you. Let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. Dear Lord, I'm going to ask the band to come up while I'm praying. Sorry, <laughs> I just goofed up. <laughs> dear Lord, let, uh, let, I'm just going to pray. Okay, dear Lord, thank you for these gifts. Thank you for grace. It is a supernatural concept, Lord. It is full of mystery because of you, Lord. You are so high above us. Your thoughts are so high above us. Your ways are so above us. But still, you make it clear to us that you are willing to do this. And for that, we give you great thanks. In the name of Jesus, amen.